Well, hello everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Riding, Riding the, the Storm, Storm Out. Out. This is my good friend for many, many years, Dan Fisher, and co-pastor here at Fairview Baptist Church. I am Paul Blair. Uh, one of the many things that we do here is we try to provide a biblical perspective on current cultural issues. And one of the things we're going to talk about today is, as we have heard so much over the last couple of months about how we've got to, we, we've got to send billions and billions of dollars to go overseas and and protect the border integrity of one of the most corrupt countries on the planet, that being Ukraine. Ukraine. Uh, however. Nobody seems to notice that our own southern border is non-existent anymore. We've got who knows who in numbers of countless millions crossing over into the United States. And who knows what? And we don't know exactly who knows what. Yeah. We have no idea of, of being able to document what dangers are coming in, but that's not a problem because we always say, in fact, our brilliant legislators always say, well, we need comprehensive immigration reform. Dan, let me ask you a question. Okay. Uh, if you're, if if you were cooking something in your kitchen, and the towel that you were using to wipe off the counter caught on fire, and the towel was on fire in the kitchen, what's your immediate thought? I'll go get some gasoline <laughs> and, and try to douse no, no, it. That's Nancy Pelosi. Oh that's yeah. Nancy Pelosi. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, uh, maybe that's not the right. Your immediate thought is not. You know, we need to renovate the bathroom. Yeah. You know, we need to paint the exterior. Or, or maybe next week I need to go get some more fire insurance. Yeah, or, you yeah. know, something like we that. We need some comprehensive home redecoration. Yeah. Now, how about yeah. you just want, hey, the towel's on fire. Put the towel out. Put the first, fire dummy. out. Yes. What we aren't being told that is so logical, because the brilliant people in Washington always want to spend your money in ways that you don't approve. We need comprehensive immigration reform. No, ladies and gentlemen, the first responsibility of the United States border security is border security. security. The most, <laughs> the greatest demonstration of compassion that one could have is to protect your own family and to protect your own country. Make sure that your family is stable, your country is as stable. As in like locking a door at night? As in, yeah. As a matter of fact, that, that's a great example. How about that? These people that, let me ask, I wonder how many people that say, oh, we don't believe in, we, we believe in open borders. Because we're Christians. Because we're Christians. We, we want to be compassionate. Do you have a front door? Do you lock your front door? <laughs> if you lock your front door, then you too believe in border yeah, security. Yeah, if they go to Walmart, I bet they lock their cars. They're getting out and going in. They believe Walmart. in border security, well, protecting well, private property. Well, but they're a Christian. There could be open. some homeless person that needs a warm right. place to sit. They're a Christian. While they're in Walmart, you open. don't need that driver's seat. As a matter of exactly. fact, leave your car keys. Yeah. While you're in Walmart, he could use your car and no, go yeah. run some errands he of may course. have that were pressing. You know, and if you have some kind of identity protection or you have protection for the title on your very home, selfish. why do you do that? Very selfish. Very, very selfish. Very unchristian. Just allow these people to come in and take what they need. <laughs> and see, ladies and gentlemen, that's one of the problems. That's we exactly conflate what the issue by, by appealing to the, the generous, compassionate heart yeah, of Christians. That's exactly right. We've got to always remember. Remember that when a biblical worldview, there's four realms of government. It begins with self-government, then you've got family government, and you've got church government, and you've got civil, civil. government. 
church obviously has the compassion. We want to take the gospel to the world. It's the church that wants to go overseas on mission trips yeah. and take food and, and go to and dig wells in other countries and show them how to become capitalists. Where were you and digging grow wells? their own in other countries? Oh, in other countries. Now, what did you think I said? Oh, you don't allow them to just come over here and no, raid no, our not, wells. No, no, not dig a well in oh, my backyard. Oh, no, oh, no. Oh, oh, we're okay. supposed to go there other and take the gospel. Exactly right. Hopefully, we want to get more countries to imitate the good things that America has done. Exactly. Allow free market capitalism to, which is a biblical concept, to make that country safe and prosperous as well. God's laws of morality to make that yeah. a safe place to live rather than everybody coming here. Well, you right. know, and Paul, could I add yeah. that I think a part of this is the misunderstanding that the modern church has of charity mm -hmm. and love and compassion because they seem to believe that if anybody asks for a handout, then you just have a responsibility under God to give it. Mm -hmm. Now, you may choose to do that, and that's fine, but you know in Scripture, no, Paul right. actually said yep. that only a woman who qualifies yep. at certain places right. in her life is worthy of the church actually caring for the responsibility of the church that's exactly. right. so the church and this is when paul says you know mm -hmm. if you don't work you don't eat mm -hmm. those who don't provide for their own families it's like they've denied the faith and then in the old testament god gave israel certain standards and laws about how to treat mm -hmm. legal immigrants who mm -hmm. were visiting sure. and about how to deal with their own citizenship and how to protect their own cities with walls and their homes and all this so we have a gross misunderstanding of what Christian compassion is supposed to be. And I believe it's because of the social justice movement. Sure. We've got all these social justice warriors out there in our churches, many of them pastors, and they're preaching a very skewed, actually unbiblical version of love and compassion. Right. So when you bring up something right. like the, the, the immigration and the border, they say, well, don't you care about these people that are in sad, mm -hmm. broken down countries? Yes. And I care for them enough to protect our own country and the people who make it work and then use the laws mm -hmm. to allow these people to legally immigrate into right. America as we can absorb them with certain quotas. Well, you know, you mentioned the Apostle Paul a minute ago, and you mentioned the law of Israel and those references. Yeah. As Paul was talking about, the the widows weren't to go uncared for, no. but there was a responsibility by the family, the family first. That's exactly And then right. in certain criteria, then the church would step in and Only take care of it. Only if there was no one else. Absolutely. But that's it. You've got self-government. Family government, church Same government. Same kind of thing. Civil government is supposed to protect our borders. It's the church that's supposed to go and feed the needy and take the gospel to the four corners of the world. But the federal government's responsibility, one of the few that they actually supposed that's to actually do, in, in is to make sure our borders are secure. Yeah. When you let tens of thousands of men just come across our borders unchecked, that is not immigration. We call that an invasion. No, it's exactly right. We did right. that on, on June the 6th, in 1944 well, in and France. I, and, and I would argue that if you don't protect a border, you yeah. don't have a border. No, that's exactly right. And if you don't have a border then what do you not have well you don't have a culture you don't have a society you really don't have a country right because eventually all the bad guys and for that matter even people who are just desperate are just going to swamp the boat 
and you know what? They're going to destroy what's it. What's amazing is so many of these immigrants that we have gotten, or immigrant, second generation immigrant families, like when we've been in Florida doing these events and, and talking yeah. to Latino pastors. Oh, yeah, they're against they the whole They are this. adamantly in favor of strong border security. Yeah, because they came legally. Exactly. They came legally, and they yeah. also understand how dangerous communism is, and they hate the idea of, of communism. And it breaks their hearts to see what's going on in our country. Well, but see, Paul, and you know this, the leftists that have slowly but surely taken over in America, they're really fascists. Mm-hmm. They are open borders people. Sure. They don't believe in borders except around their own <laughs> property. Their neighborhoods, yeah, their secure neighborhoods, exactly. their secure residences. Yeah, so like the Pope says, we're not supposed to be building walls, we're supposed to be building bridges. Mm-hmm. He issues that statement inside a walled yeah. city. <laughs> Vatican City. Yeah, <laughs> with, with all of these armed guards. Mm-hmm. And so Nancy Pelosi advocates for this open border, but her property is surrounded by razor wire and walls, and she's against Second Amendment, but she's surrounded by men carrying fully automatic weapons. <laughs> we got to defund the police, but don't mess with my security don't team. Don't mess with my me. security. Yeah. So it's it's the old adage that these people are total hypocrites, mm-hmm. but they're, they're destroying the republic. And, and I really believe it's critical for pastors to deal with this subject in a compassionate way. Mm-hmm. Yes, we want to help people. But, but if we don't hear this from the pulpits, how are our people going to know the biblical perspective on this thing? You know, one of the things that's interesting, Dan, I was at an event just recently that uh, our friend Tony Perkins was helping sponsor with Family Research Council, Rick Scarborough, another one of our friends. But one of the things that they were pointing out is how low the biblical worldview actually is among the professing church. Well, you've got I mean, to know you, the Bible to exactly. have a, well, that, that, a biblical that's, that's worldview. The they, they have identified the problem, but very few have the solutions we've got the solution we really do but i I understand that most pastors are taught we're not supposed to talk about this issue we're not supposed to talk about work or work ethics we're not supposed to talk about sexuality we're not supposed to talk about proper government so consequently or or transgender you'll hurt somebody's feelings we don't have a biblical worldview in any area of we do a great job of coming to church on occasion in fact now everybody just live streams church after covid but we don't teach how to be a Christ follower have to be how to how to put apply the Bible to your life twenty four seven. And you know what that's called? That's called discipleship. Yep, exactly. We're and making we disciples. Christ we're, followers. And, and we're not that's making exactly disciples. Right. That's exactly right. We are not. We've bought into this idea that we just make converts. Mm-hmm. And so we're really bent on getting people to hear the gospel and raise their hand and come forward and sign a card or mm-hmm. pray a sinner's prayer or whatever. But we don't disciple these people. And then on a Sunday morning, typically, they get some John 3.16 message. It may use a different passage of scripture, but it's always another sermon about how to become a Christian. Mm-hmm. And we never take people out of Christian 101 into 201, 301, 401, 501, and mm-hmm. so we don't do it. That's exactly right. Well, we're, hopefully we're helping. You well, know, I hope so. What we're doing with so. our pastor training, we're seeing more and more of these yeah. guys, we're training them to think well, biblically. Well, in these podcasts, and th- just, yeah. you know, a combination of Provoking things. some thought. You know, well, I people, hope so. I mean, this is common sense. If you believe that, hey, I should be allowed to invite someone into my house uh, onto my property uh if, I, my, choose if I choose to. to then that's one thing but someone cannot just come in my house whenever they choose to no. that's called breaking and entering no, exactly that's right. same thing with our and country. we all believe that even these open borders crowd believe that we have immigration so so let me yeah. let me just throw out a, a a question to our audience especially if you're a pastor and you're listening let me ask you this how would you answer a church member if they walked up to you and said pastor 
What is the biblical perspective on illegal immigration? I wonder if the average pastor in most of our Baptist churches could even answer that. Or even if they would even, they might even say, well, that's not, that's not spiritual. That's not Mm -hmm. in the Bible. I don't deal with that. Mm -hmm. Actually, it is spiritual Mm -hmm. and it matters and we ought to know how to deal with it. And that's why this is important. That's exactly right. Hopefully this will start provoking some thought. Uh, uh, By the way, I would recommend a a great book for some of you pastors. Our good friend Jim Garlow wrote a book a couple of years ago called Well-Versed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's excellent. It deals with certain issues, cultural issues from a biblical perspective. And then we also would invite you to tell your pastors or even gift your pastor a trip to one of our Liberty Pastors training camps. We've done, we've had about a thousand pastors graduate from these training camps. And what is it? It's basically an introduction to comprehensive biblical worldview training as a pastor so that you can make disciples of your congregation. Well, we've got a couple more already scheduled. We've got one coming up in July in St. Louis. Uh, we've got one coming up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho in October. And it looks like we're going to have one in September in Tulsa. That's not official yeah. yet. But go to our website, libertypastors.com. And in fact, at Liberty Pastors, we got links to Black yeah, Robe Regiment. we got, got links to, to Fairview Baptist. Yeah. All of our sermons are there online, categorized by topic as well as by uh, by uh, by uh, who's preaching, and we encourage people to take them and use them yeah. as their own. Yeah, you're free to listen to them. Pastors are free. It's to, not plagiarism. To use use it. Yeah, use them by as our gift. And we've got other resources there. We invite you to, but learn about these upcoming camps and tell your pastor about it. In fact, we've got some wonderful godly businessmen. I'll tell one of them, uh, the head of, of Timothy Plan, a, a Christian-based mutual fund out of Orlando, Art Alley, is a wonderful supporter of our work and ministry. But w- through these believing businessmen that believe this is so important, they heavily subsidize the cost yeah. of these camps. So it only costs a pastor $99 <laughs> to come to a three-day stay at a, or three nights at a resort with six meals included and a great a time of fellowship with other pastors, a great getaway with your wife, and then 20 hours of continuing education from, from Dan and myself and, and Bob McEwen and Rick Scarborough and, and Alex Newman and Lee, Lee Merritt and, and many other uh, great scholars, uh, yeah. uh, Stephen Broden sure. and, and others. Yeah. So learn about these issues. Learn about critical race theory. Learn about globalism. Learn about uh, you know COVID and learn about the dangers of this so-called vaccine. You need to know what's going on so you can shepherd your congregation yeah, that's right. and make disciples of your people. You know, and I would just say we have pastors that travel from all over oh, the yeah. country to these, Paul. So even if you don't live in the St. Louis or the Coeur d'Alene, Idaho area, that's okay. You're only going to spend 99 bucks yep. for the registration anyway. You can travel by car, get an airplane uh, ticket. And, and I drive everywhere. Just I like do, too. Do. I do, no too. I don't fly anymore. I'm yep. sick of those guys. Mm-hmm. But my point is people come from all over the country. So don't think that if you don't live in Missouri, you can't come to the one in St. Louis. Or if you don't live in Idaho or one of those surrounding states— Man, just come join us. We have people from all over the country that it, join it, us. It's life-changing. Really, the it word is. that we hear the most from these pastors is yeah. transformed. Yeah, You've right. transformed my ministry. So it's just that important. Which is Romans 12, 1 and 2. Absolutely. What we're supposed to be doing, right? Yeah, that's exactly that's right. right. That's right. Well, thank you for being a part of our work here at Riding the Storm Out. Dan, it's always a pleasure yeah, to I enjoy it, just buddy. completely tear up some subject. <laughs> uh, and uh, Probably in a few churches in the process. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we look forward to being with you next time for our next edition of Riding the Storm Out. And until then. God bless you guys.